Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, Ola Brewski, back for another exciting episode, ladies and gentlemen. While you're listening to my voice resonates in your tonight is for years let me tell you this we've got socials we've got a web page we hope you'll visit us at the minority.net and see all our socials there please communicate with the program yeah why do you got to pick on people with tinnitus i mean i feel like that's a personal attack all of a sudden no i wasn't trying to be personal dude i was just trying to say like usually when silence all you hear is your tinnitus now we give you something great to drown out the tinnitus and listen to I like that, actually. All right. All right. Yep. It's another week. It's another life. And uh, we got stuff to talk about today. We're going to cover news you need to know. Let's get right into it, boys. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this. We interrupt our program to bring you a special Here is a news bulletin. We interrupt this program to bring you the humanity and all the things. The date which will live in infamy. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Need to know news. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, we don't. I like that we bring Jesus into the show a little, so it's good. We're open to all religions and thoughts. We're inclusive, as they say, Stephen. And (laughs) what I meant is, I will make fun of any religion. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I see. That's more you. Well, Uh, that's still that's still been inclusive. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My version. (laughs) So, Uh, are you guys fans of Ricky Gervais? Uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, he's funny. I mean, the original Uh, Office is uh, is classic for sure. Yeah. You know, he's a big, uh, he's a very outspoken atheist. And yes. uh, he was, uh, he went on the Stephen Colbert show, who is a outspoken Catholic. Yeah. And they had a whole conversation about whether, you know, why, why don't you believe? Why do I believe? And uh, it's a compelling conversation, dude. It was the best, uh, just regular folks having a conversation that I've heard aside from the vocal minority course and I, I think i've seen that and i'm pretty sure ricky won that little back and forth which is not hard to do because being an atheist is kind of based on non-fairy tales and that's kind of an easy argument to win so it's being a faithless bastard at the heart of things right <laughs> well <laughs> right that, <laughs> well and the thing about that too is, is is you you have even though they're both comedians you both have two respect respectful level-headed yeah. guys who are going to have a, a real good discussion, not get all personal and start getting screaming at each other or, or anything like that. I'll right. tell you what, dude. This we reserve convers- that for this show. <laughs> yeah, <that, laughs> we'll deliver that, all right? Yes. The conversation did get a bit heated at times. Well, you know, they always say, hey, don't talk about politics and religion. They used to say that. Now it's open for discussion. Right. My philosophy is those are the main things you should be talking about, so that's just us, though. You may be uh, right. However... Speaking of inclusivity and whether or not people are level-headed or not, uh, we got to talk about Kid Rock, uh, this utter S-show that has gone on for the past week. Let's uh, take a quick poll and think to your, uh, I want to know the answer. Uh, Was Kid Rock a douchebag before this or just now, in your eyes? 
That's a great question. You know, I'm from Michigan, and I used to be proud of Kid Rock, and then I became slightly embarrassed of him over the years. In recent years, I've become very embarrassed of him, <laughs> but we're still tolerating his idiocy as really? him say what he's going to say kind of thing, because he's mm. freaking Kid Rock. He's not the president or something. But at this point, I'm officially embarrassed of him, and uh, yeah, I think he's a gigantic tool. He has craftsmen tattooed across his forehead. He's <laughs> yeah. that much of a tool. Yeah. Uh, Brewski, have you always hated Kid rock for the most part or what i didn't mind him as an artist even when his first album came out and that sort of thing it wasn't anything i was i would clamor to go and buy or anything but sure i, I wouldn't like automatically change the radio station but the whole evolution between going from being in this the hip-hop thing and then trying to be like all country didn't make a lot of sense to me well really he went from hip-hop to rock to then country because back in the Detroit days, he was a rapper, and he failed at that. Then, you know, Ba with the Ba, that was that was a rock song, really. And then he started Say it again. the good old boy kind of country music. So he's he's gone all over the place trying to identify his, trying to find his true self, which is ironic that he is now admonishing people. For What's also the song trying to find you just talked about? What's the song? Ba with the Ba. Say it again. Ba with the Ba. <laughs> he did. It's not a real word. He made it up. No. I know. Let me tell you this, dude. Uh, on the uh, weekly uh, program, we oftentimes we'll talk about how Nick's better than you. And when I say you, I mean the audience. Like, oftentimes Nick's better than you. Right. I have hated Kid Rock. Well, I shouldn't say I've hated him. I've thought he was a douchebag since the beginning, dude. Oh, this is not a new thing for me. <laughs> you didn't like Bob with the Ba? Come on, dude. Who writes a song called Bob the Ba? Well, <laughs> and then like jumps around, like bending down. I mean, this guy's a douchebag. Has been for a long time. Well, maybe that's because you're not a fan. You are a fan of lyrics. So when somebody just makes up bibble babble, it really yeah. hurts you personally. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that, dude. I love 50s doo-wop, uh, <laughs> you know. So uh, if- it's Kid Rock in general. I think he's a douchebag. Uh, lately in this uh, Patriot Freedom Tour he's been on as of late, yeah. uh, he's been talking about, you know why I say anything I want? Because I can't be canceled. You know why? I don't give an F. You can't cancel me because I don't care. And that's his his whole talk is on like, that's why people don't cancel me. I say stuff all the time I should be canceled for. I think he can't be canceled, quote unquote, because his audience has become a bunch of douchebags who would, you know, much like Trump, stand by him no matter what. Exactly. He knows it. He knows there's that base that's always going to be there. Is it big? Does he have a large fan base? You know, if you have that Trump 30% of the country, that's enough mm-hmm. to sell a bunch of albums and keep sure. you, you know keep you in Budweiser or Coors Light or whatever he's drinking now. So yeah. uh, I guess let's, uh, let's summarize just in case somebody's new to this uh, Budweiser Kid Rock thing, because I mentioned if, this to Dottie the other day, and she was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. If you've been <laughs> in a coma for the last week and a half, this is what's happening with Kid Rock. So <laughs> there's, a, a, there's a, a woman, we will call them, because that's what they identify as now, Dylan Mulvaney, who I had honestly never heard of. I brought up Dylan to my 17-year-old, gender-neutral, firstborn child of mine, and uh, Neo knew exactly who Dylan was. Big fan, huge on TikTok, apparently. And essentially, Dylan's, um, you know, somebody who is transgender and who, uh, you know, now identifies as a woman. And I don't know if if she had a surgery or not. I'm not that up on the story. But Uh, she has done her entire first year in transition. Yeah, on TikTok. So, like, everyone's been able to but follow along with this journey, yeah. which it's important for people that 
are going through the same thing or maybe think they might be going through the same thing. Yeah. This is why Dylan Mulvaney has more followers on TikTok than anyone in the entire world. Is that actually true? I heard yeah. she I heard she has 11 million. Somebody has It's a million. phenomenon. Yeah. But it, it doesn't matter. It, 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 the point is, she is the leading face for you know the transgender movement and for going through this process. And yes, so she was celebrating one year of, I think she calls it girlhood. Yes. Of, of being a woman now officially for a year. So Budweiser decided, you know, since she's a major influencer and all that, to uh, throw her some support. So they sent her this beer can that had, uh, you know, the rainbow on it and her face on it and said something like, you know, be who you want to be or whatever it was, right? Something, yeah. something positive, you know, yeah. supportive. And the conservative world freaked out. How dare Budweiser be inclusive? And Kid Rock seemed to jump right on, uh, you know, the head of this movement and, you know, bought a bunch of Budweiser, took it out to his, you know, rich guy's house in Michigan there and shot it up with an AR-15. And The complaint being is that this is a woke new world that uh, Kid Rock doesn't want to have any part of being involved in. Right. And, uh, yeah, like Steve said, first of all, idiot went out and bought a few cases and paid money for it and purchased mm-hmm. it from Anheuser-Busch <laughs> and then put it on like a table ladder and took out a, you know, semi-automatic weapon, fully automatic weapon and shot it. Yes. Screw you, Bud Light. Right. What a phenomenal protest that is. And and did a terrible job shooting, too. I mean, <laughs> he, he barely hit any of the cans. I, I can't fathom why it bothers anyone. What somebody identifies themselves as. What harm does this do to you? How does it affect your life? Why does somebody wanting to find their true identity, Kid Rock, who's been a hip-hop artist, a rock artist, a country artist, a, a fake southern redneck who's from a wealthy family in Michigan, why somebody like you, who has re-identified yourself a million times, would be so angry? At I saw somebody that was uh, transgender uh, talking about Kid Rock this morning, and she was showing all these pictures of uh, Kid Rock wearing like fur coats and boas. That's the way he used to dress when he first started. And she was I like, know. you know, you flirted with your sexuality, which is a beautiful thing, like to try out. But like, are you forgetting that you went through all this stuff here? Yeah. Have you seen the picture circulating online of Kid Rock hanging out with the drag queen drinking Bud Light from a few years back? Didn't seem yeah, to have yeah. a problem hanging out with somebody at that point that was that was uh, Steve, flirting you, with identities, you know? You, you don't understand, Steve. He was getting paid for that. Let's uh, l- let me play the audio of this of him, you know, stepping onto TikTok. This is where this blew up. This Kid Rock saying goodbye to Bud Light. Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. <laughs> Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. Wow. Well, he's really standing up for uh, a principled stance here that uh, inclusiveness cannot be tolerated in America. Well, Respect. the country that's supposed to be the melting pot for everything, where everyone's supposed to be welcome. We've gone way too far when we said, you know what? I, I would like to have you respect everybody. Let's yeah. just have love and respect for the people on this earth. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. And you know what? Again, we saw this with Trump where we were like, oh, he's the only idiot. And then this crowd, like a herd on Walking Dead, just started coming at him. And it were like, oh, you guys are all like that? Travis Tritt jumps in and says, 
uh, yeah, I don't like this either. Screw you, Bud Light. And then the backlash starts coming, and he says, oh, I'm pissed about the fact that they are. Uh, Dylan is underage. They're promoting underage drinking. Uh, That's why oh I'm God, it's just yeah. stop it. Rednecks are always against underage drinking. <laughs> yeah, he and he even said, like, I've been a proponent of responsible drinking for a long time. You know, I write about it in my music, but this is, you know, underage drinking. Then he flips the coin and signs up for a tour with Kid Rock. They're going out on tour together. You think yeah. it's a coincidence? And what are they calling the tour? Oh, dude. Uh, but let me ask Bruski. Bruski, what are Kid Rock and Travis Strick calling the tour? So, you know. Computing, computing, computing. Bruski is computing. Boston Booyah! Here's the answer. They came out with a tour name, and we're going to ask Bruski, the computer, what it's called. You might want to just look up irony first, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I believe it's called the No Snowflakes Tour. Yes. Yes, it is. I am so sick of conservatives, you know, railing on liberals, calling us snowflakes when a beer can offends you. I can't think of anything more snowflakey than a grown-ass man getting all bent out of shape because your Budweiser has a rainbow on it. You are a freaking snowflake, Kid Rock, Travis Tritt. Bow, bow, bow. Where, show me, uh, show me on the doll where Budweiser violated you, please. Why this is <laughs> such a serious offense? And by the way, John Rich, a uh, big and rich, has joined. Uh, uh, he's got some, you know, trash ball bar down somewhere in the south, what? and he's throwing Budweiser out of there. No more Budweiser in my bar. Yeah, I'm sure you're killing Budweiser financially, guys. Oh, Come yeah. on, who well, owns almost every beer on the planet? And probably. water, they own water. <laughs> Well, Listen, yeah. dude, and it is funny to see not only Travis Tritt, sorry, Bruski, uh, walk on to these videos and, uh, oh, here's a guy driving a Chevy truck and he's running over his case of Bud Light. And then the you point out, oh, Chevy? Oh, yeah, they also support Pride Month. Like, you can't run from it unless yeah. you just... Go hunt, dude. Go oh, hunt. Rock switched eating. over to Coors, he's saying, and Coors has long supported causes like this. So long. We're talking decades and decades, right. like back into the seventies or sixties, I think. I am uh, I am so beyond uh, disappointed in somebody like Kid Rock, uh, and big and rich and all that that I just I can't wrap my head around hating people for uh, trying to be inclusive. So I I, th I think maybe we should flip the script back around. I'm not trying to be a snowflake ourselves or be hypocrites, but I think perhaps a uh, I don't know what to call it. Maybe a reverse boycott of Kid Rock is in order. Yeah, well, I think we should do that, dude. Uh, calling for all radio stations in at least America. Let's. Uh, why don't we go universal, dude? Anyone that owns, operates, or is on a radio station. Yes. Stop, why don't we stop playing Kid Rock, dude? Yeah. Now, we could boycott stop whatever albums him. or merchandise he has, but uh, no, I think we should go a little deeper in the industry. Since he's picking on Budweiser, why don't we get the radio industry to uh, team on up here, and let's uh, boycott Kid Rock music. I Guaranteed. think it would uh, send a good message to uh, to him and everyone else that you are not cancel-proof or boycott-proof. And again, we're not starting this. Uh, we're doing it in response to your idiocy of going after Budweiser for being inclusive. So I think that radio stations should not be promoting music from somebody who's a uh, hate-filled bigot like Kid Rock has outed himself to be. And it just so happens that uh, on this fine broadcast right here, the vocal minority with Nick and Steve, 
Nick Reynolds happens to be the program director of a uh, FM commercial radio station here in Northern California that plays Kid Rock's music. I happen to be the general manager and owner-operator of that same radio station. So we can start off this boycott of Kid Rock music with actual uh, real radio station starting it off, KRLT, Northern California, uh, we used to have all summer long in our regular rotation, and we had multiple of his songs in our request categories. They are up a bow. We will officially boycott Kid Rock, and I'll double down. We'll run free ads for Budweiser for, I don't know, into the summer, 4th of July here in beautiful Lake Tahoe. Let's do it. Even, here, this is a, a promise, okay? If Bud Light calls and said, oh, hey, we heard what you're doing. We'd like to offer you $10,000 a month. Uh, would you continue to play them for free? Uh, we'll we'll take the money, but we'll uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> I don't we'll play you. I would too. Sure. Uh, hey, it's still America, right? Isn't that what Kid yes. Rock is for? Come on. Uh, how about this? A Budweiser wants to spend X dollars to run ads on KRLT. Uh, we'll we'll take half of it and donate it to a uh, a charity of Dylan Mulvaney's choice. How's that sound? Yeah, douchebag recovery, dude. How about we donate it to uh, that Kid Rock? Right. You could. Use a class. I have said many times that cancel culture is essentially a, a baloney thing. That exactly. it's really the free market at work. That if you know people want to call for a boycott and enough people do it, that that's that's the free market at work here. But again, I'm so sick of conservatives railing on quote unquote cancel culture and calling liberals snowflakes when they themselves right now are being giant snowflakes and creating a cancel culture you know baloney cause here with boycotting budweiser so so yeah nick and i brewski everyone here at the vocal minority we are calling on the radio industry to boycott kid rock can you give an elevator pitch that we post on tiktok about what this grassroots movement is we here at the vocal minority which is run by radio industry people are calling on the rest of the radio industry to boycott kid rock he's bigoted he's hateful you don't need his music to sell your advertising let's send a message to the the boycotters that see how you like to be boycotted see how you like to be hated on so we are calling on the radio industry to boycott kid rock thanks, thanks. steve need to know news news you need to know boo to the uh. boo to the uh. <laughs> did it brisky so there's some news you need yeah who's who's got need to know news N- news you need to know is it with brisky or harness you got something brisky well yes i do and it's a it's a little disappointing because i thought this would be the last person that would be doing anything like this i mean we've heard all about you know various religious people kind of uh being untoward towards children we have does that happen in the world of religion wasn't there i i I should have had this article pulled but some state this last week it came out that they had like what 600 cases of child molestation in the catholic church just in one state why does it have to be catholic dude just in churches in general well that's what it was okay well here's here's the thing though (laughs) yes this issue knows no bounds whatsoever religious at all and yes, I believe all it was, religions are hypocritical and made up. So, yes, I believe it was the prophet Anthony Kiedis from the band Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> who said, oh, baby, please be there. Suck my kiss. Cut me my share. Never understood what that meant, by the way. Well, suck my kiss. Unless okay. the nickname for your junk is Kiss. I don't understand. Well, wait, no, wait, but wait a second. Now, now, maybe we've got some some clarification on here. Yeah. 
Now, now, if anyone isn't aware of this, the Dalai Lama has uh, apologized. The statement came out today. He'll apologize. What is he apologizing for? Get to the, well, the original story first. Okay. Well, he regrets asking a boy to, quote, suck my tongue, end quote. <laughs> well, uh, let's give it some context here because I'm not saying that we can make sense of this, but how how did he, what were they hanging out at church? or I mean, what where were uh, they? What's okay, I, I laugh because so, it's hey, just a great quote that no one should ever have to say. I apologize for asking that boy to suck my kiss <laughs> <laughs> or suck my tongue. Sorry. Suck my tongue. Okay, so here's, here's how it breaks down. The incident appears to have taken place at the Dalai Lama's temple. Dharam- Neverland Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> In Dar Shalama on uh, February 28th, he interacted with about 120 students. The uh, So they all had photos so it's know, a meet and greet with the dalai lama yeah exactly okay and then so he says uh while he's holding the boy's hand gives the kid a hug and a kiss the kid asks hey can i give you a hug and he's like yeah sure the dalai lama says you know here give me a kiss here points to his cheek and the boy kisses his cheek and gives him a hug he says here i think you should kiss me here and points to his lips and he does that too so okay. the leader put so dalai lama puts his head on the kid's forehead so they're head to head. Yeah. Before sticking out his own tongue and said, "quote and suck my tongue." End quote. <laughs> I I I don't I don't hell? know if this is true. Is this true? I, okay. I, I saw this on several reputable news sites, but what the hell? This is <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the, it's now, unbelievable, now, right? Here's like I'm reading this from the BBC. Now, if you're gonna, uh, I believe the BBC, we- dude. I do. I uh, let me tell you that I've seen the Dalai Lama. Met the Dalai Lama. Yeah. It was not my experience. (laughs) No, it was not my experience. This is crazy, dude. I'm trying to wrap my head around what could he possibly have been thinking or meant, because this sounds like classic pedophile behavior. Kiss my cheek. Now kiss my lips. Now suck. Like this is a rapid grooming right here. I mean, this happened rapidly. I mean, (laughs) what what is the Dalai Lama said? Is he denying he said it or apologizing? Like my So he actually did apologize today, actually. And did it include a denial? Because I or he really said that. It says that right here. He says it says he apologized after video shows him saying that. Oh, it's on he video. He, wow. Yeah, it's on video. Yeah, actually, it, it's you can find on the CNN site. And um, but he actually has apologized for saying that. Did wow. the kid oblige? Well, I don't think so. I haven't seen that video. I think that's going <laughs> all over the internet. I don't know. <laughs> now here's the now here's the thing though. It says yeah. here sticking one's tongue out can be a form of greeting inside bet. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've tried that on some dates, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm part Tibetan, baby. Suck my tongue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This exactly. is a sign of respect for you to rub my man breasts and hug me tightly. Dalai Lama, damn you. Need to know news. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Oof. All right. Uh, let's talk diet. You guys remember years back, uh, I think it was Morgan Spurlock, right? He did the whole documentary about he ate McDonald's every day for 30 days. Yeah. Which was completely obvious. I mean, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Well, it was called Supersize <laughs> Me. But I'll tell you, a bunch of people have tried to. The, the premise of the Morgan Spurlock thing was yeah, he ate McDonald's for every meal every day for 30 days and he gained a whole bunch of weight. And everyone was either shocked or not at all surprised by that. But other people have tried to replicate that and they haven't been able to, which is curious. 
So, there's a, a man right now going viral for eating only McDonald's for 100 days, and he shares the fact that he's been losing weight. There's a catch here. Is he eating breakfast, lunch, dinner? Yes. Uh, Kevin Manginus, Manginus, Mangina, I don't know. Uh, he is celebrating his birthday on Tuesday, but he isn't having any cake. After all, it's not something you can get on the uh, McDonald's dessert menu. For Apple the past pie. 43 days, I'm reading this from NBC News, by the way. Uh, for the past 43 days, the 57-year-old has eaten nothing but McDonald's. His goal is to eat only from the fast food chain for 100 days in an effort to lose weight. <laughs> uh is he trying to lose weight uh is he ordering as healthy as you possibly can for mcdonald's or is he doing the morgan spurlock eating a big mac and fries and drinking a coke and he's bouncing all over the menu apparently he says if it doesn't come through uh mcdonald's it's not going into my body for the next hundred days uh his approach is quite simple he orders three mcdonald's meals a day here's the catch though but he only consumes half of each meal to reduce calorie intake. He then saves the second half for the next meal of the day. And he says somewhere in this article that he's going all over the place. You know, McFlurries, French fries, burgers, chicken sandwiches. He's just ordering kind of, uh, you know, at, plethora. Yeah, at random off the McDonald's menu. I, I was going to guess that because he's eating so much McDonald's, he's spending a lot of time in the bathroom. So he's just, you know. Not everyone plays with themselves in the McDonald's bathroom like <laughs> you do. That's very, that's very true. <laughs> he, oh, here it is. He's lost 33 pounds in 43 days Come eating on. nothing but McDonald's, but only half of the meal. Listen, no. how much did he weigh? 380 pounds. You know, the, when you see those real big guys. They'll lose that much weight in, you know, a few days. That's a big... good question. I don't know where he started at, but based on his picture, he is not some, like, huge guy at all. all I right, mean, he looks, saying. you know, he looks like the typical guy in his 50s, you know, probably 30, 40 pounds overweight, but he's not, like, obscenely obese by any means. All right. However... Here's my point of this article and why I think it's need to know news. I have talked before about the fact that I, uh, I lost 40 pounds a few years back and I did it by simply eating less calories every day. Just stop eating so much calories, everybody work out a little bit and stop putting so much junk in your body. So this guy is essentially proving that you can literally eat nothing but junk food, but if you eat half the quantity, it's half the caloric intake and the guy's losing weight, even just eating McDonald's all day. He's not even doing tofu or greenery or anything. He's just taking in less calories and has lost over 30 pounds. Listen, this is my question to you. You yeah. brought this up several times. Are you preaching to me and Brewski? Are you trying to get us to drop weight on this side of the board? I could care less what you guys weigh. I mean, I want you to be healthy and live long and all that. But no, I'm not preaching to anyone. I'm just telling you what I did. To just taking in less calories and working out a little bit, it, I, I melted away 40 pounds. All right. Well, and you did it with moderation. That's what you're saying. Yes. Taking in less calories and burning a little bit more with exercise. All right. And I've been trying to eat a little smarter. I've, I've said on the show before, I stopped drinking soda. I don't eat at McDonald's or fast food anymore. I mean, once in a blue moon, but as a, compared to what, what I treat. used to do, which which was like twice a day for years. I mean, All I used to go to a McDonald's the drive knew Steve's name. Oh, it's you. Yes. Hi, Steve. Everyone knew me at fast food places. There were multiple times my card got declined because it was my second transaction for the day, and it flagged <laughs> it as 
like, no one eats here twice. Why is this card being run twice? I had to tell him, like, no, I was here for breakfast, too. Go ahead and run my car. Gosh, you know? dude. Well, I can tell you this. There's no way he's saving his French fries for later. Because have you ever tried eating McDonald's fries cold <laughs> or, or try to reheat them? It just uh, doesn't work. Well, that's possible. Even that's... in the air fryer, they don't get the same, dude. They no, just not at all. They just don't work. Well, and you guys know about McDonald's Coke. This is not an urban legend. Are you aware that they get the good Coke? Yeah, well, I know that people like my sister say, ooh, the good Coke. And, I, I mean, I think it's good. I don't know that it's any different. I just uh Oh, it's, I, it's, it's different it's, than Wendy's and Burger King for sure. Wendy's and Burger King, who also serve Coke, I won't buy a Coke there. If I'm going to fast food places, I'll double dip. Like, yeah. I'll, if I want a Burger King burger, but I want a Coke to go with it, I'll hit the Burger King for my burger. You and then do? I'll do? Yeah, yeah, because the McDonald's is right down the street from the Burger King near my house. Dude, so that is e- so much easy. effort. No, 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 no. Because it's so much different. Such a different taste. It is. Uh, Every other fast food place gets the syrup, and then they add the carbonated water in their fountain machines. McDonald's actually gets large cylinders of Coke directly from Coca-Cola, and it does taste better. It does. I mean, there's more carbonation to it. That's my biggest complaint with Coke other places is that it's undercarbonated. I went with my son to a McDonald's like eh, two years ago at this point, probably. We were out for his birthday, and him and his buddy wanted McDonald's, and I I got a meal, and I wasn't going to drink all the soap because it's just sugar water but i took a few <laughs> sips and i felt like a crack addict that had just had his first hit of crack after years like it made my body feel warm and fuzzy in a way that <laughs> did of your like, mouth water you yes, just more, like, this huh? is not good so. do you feed it to your kid uh no i mean we don't do a lot of soda and when um even for the most part when they do order sodas it's usually a sprite or seven up or something that's they i hardly ever hear my kids do coke or pepsi or something but interesting but again i gotta have a coke with pizza dude come on oh yes take in less junk and you can lose weight the guy's doing it on mcdonald's and nick um, I have talked to you before about microfasting, that that's essentially something I've done to when I'm really trying to lose a few pounds. I'll, I'll monitor how much junk I'm taking in, but I'll, I'll microfast as well. Yes. And, uh, rumor has it that the Vulcan Minority Zone, Nick Reynolds, is now experimenting with microfasting. Yeah. Uh, I Listen, I'm doing this at the request of my wife. She wants to do it. Uh, any uh, married couple or even just person in a relationship knows that... If one partner is doing something that's hard, most of the time it's going to go better if you get in on it with them, you know. So yeah. out of uh, respect and, you know, my wife wants to do this. I'd like, hey, listen, I'd like to lose weight. I'd like to get in better shape. We worked out. Uh, we've been working out the last few days and I, I had no idea how much muscle I have lost in the last five years. It's sure. a slow start, dude. So I'm intermittent fasting. Uh, both Rachel and I just started that portion of it today. And we both like at 1130, I texted her and I was like, I don't know if it is just like a placebo effect or what, because I don't usually eat breakfast anyway, but I was like, I am starving. And she said, I was just about to text you and tell you the same thing. (laughs) So it must be just that thought of, yeah, I can't eat. And I'm doing the easiest out of all of them. Uh, I'm not eating from uh, the only eating hours I have are noon to eight, which is a pretty big window, right? Yeah. I mean, don't gorge yourself for those eight hours a day or that'll defeat. No, I'm just eating normal, just normal of what I would. Well, I'm eating, you know, better, but just normal amounts. 
my microfasty was essentially two good meals a day, you know, whether it's breakfast and dinner or lunch and dinner, and then maybe some little snacking on things that are, you know, on the healthier side, like peanuts was my big thing for a while there. Slices of cheese, I think are good, but, but yeah, taking less stuff. And I will tell you guys, when you first start this, that is the hardest. Your brain is in a rhythm for the amount of calories and, and stuff you've been putting in there. So it, it, it does take a while. You know, Tom Hanks on uh, the Lost Island there, his his first day was probably the hardest. And your brain will retrain. I actually now get some sort of enjoyment out of that feeling of hunger of like, I know it's being productive. That's what they say, dude. That's you're not the only one. That's what I read that that people like start to get you start to get off on the fact that you're hungry because, you know, your body is eating fat. It's doing the right things, right? You're letting it do its work. It's like when you're in that last mile of a, of a distance run, like, you know, it's hurting, but you know, like you can feel that internal burn and you see the finish line, like your meal's coming because that's the thing about micro fasting. You can't just fast. Otherwise, at some point your body shuts down and starts storing fat and right. that's not what you're going for. Right. So, but yeah, actually getting that kind of burn where you're like, I'm hungry, but I'm going to push through this. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've seen the benefits myself, but again, it's a combination of all these things, eating less calories, burning some more by doing some sort of exercise and yeah, micro fasting and especially eating after, depending upon what time you go to bed, eating after eight o'clock at night is, is terrible because you, and I do it, I do it every night. I mean, I did, uh, I use, I'm a night owl. I go to bed by midnight or one and, uh, yeah, around nine thirty, ten o'clock, it's time for a bowl of cereal, don't you think? Right. My old philosophy is if at nighttime, if you're hungry, go to bed. Don't eat. Go to bed. I've just been drinking water when I get hungry because yeah. I'm drinking more water, all right? Yeah, water's good. This is another compelling episode of Nick is Better Than You. Need to know news. News you need to know. Gentlemen, all of us on this program are uh, fans of dogs. And I do oh, yeah. mean the animal, right? We love dogs on this program. Indeed. And Absolutely. cats. I don't think you have to be one or the other, do you? I, I got a dog and a cat, so. Nice. I found on my dating apps that everyone was like, are you a cat person or a dog person? I'm like, why can't I be both? <laughs> you know, seriously. I understand that there is a difference. Uh, if if Some people that have cats just won't ever want a dog. You know, like you're a person who like has a dog, then right. sometimes you just have a cat. Yeah. My ex-wife was anti-cat. I understand being pro-dog, but she was pro-dog, <laughs> but all cats should be burned and killed. Like she, I don't think she's alone. Really? People, yeah, she hated there's cats. people that hate Get cats. Get out of town. Oh, yeah. And she would cast negative uh, judgment on people that were cat people, like cat people. Ew. And I'll tell you, too, my ex, the Hindenburg, she hated dog people. She was a cat uh, person, which is well, fine. But that's she was, devil talk right there. Exa- she would go on these tangents with me where she was like, dog people are weak. They need a dog to affirm that they're lovable and desirable. Dogs just shower you with affection. What sort of weak person needs that? For wow, them? dude. Maybe she and you stayed with us a little more of that. Right? You stayed with her for what reason? I mean, really? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was that's trying your to biggest save her, red yeah. flag, Harness. Well, and I would tell her, like, you understand, like, my kids, uh, you know, a lot of people I know are dog people. That's kind of a that's a broad statement you're making there yeah that's a tough one dude uh we're fans of dogs are we also a fan of chernobyl uh (laughs) as far as russian hatred goes yeah i mean is chernobyl a place that you might like to visit sometimes they do do tours there you know oh 
Yes, you but they, they only let you there at certain times of the year. Yeah. And and actually, but the thing about it's it is a quick tour. <laughs> well, and not and not and not just that, but it's primarily during the winter. And the reason why is because the snow on the ground actually provides a barrier between you and the radiation there. Uh, Brisky, for people that are listening to the program who do not know what we're talking about, Chernobyl. Brisky, what's Chernobyl? So, you know, computing, computing, computing. Brewski is computing. Boston Booyah! Here is the answer. Well, Chernobyl was a nuclear power plant in Russia, and they had a, a meltdown, a significant meltdown. But suffice to say, um, there have been some interesting after effects. Nobody yeah. lives there. No, no, nobody no. lives there. They haven't for decades. Well, ever since this happened, I'm trying to remember. And if you go, with, if you go into the schools there, it, it's like a time capsule. Like yes. the, the the posters on the walls are from uh, from the year it happened. 80, I think it was it? 85 or 86. Yeah. I'll uh, tell you, I was talking to a real estate agent recently telling her that I want to invest in uh, property. And I gave her my budget and my credit score. And she recommended Chernobyl that I should look into that. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I think that might work for me. She cares about you, dude. It, it, it actually happened. It happened on April 26, 1986. Nice. Yeah, uh, April 26, 1986, the Chernobyl nuclear reactor in northern Ukraine, then part of the Soviet Union, exploded, sending a massive plume of radiation into the sky. But a new study has uh, been analyzing the DNA of feral dogs living near mm-hmm. Chernobyl compared to the animals uh, living uh, 10 miles away. And they found remarkable differences in the DNA. It's changing the DNA, and it's creating a rapid, uh, a rapid way of evolving. I was going to say, based on every comic book I've read, they should be super dogs. You know, yeah, that's right. A new study, mutated dogs. They have three hundred and two feral dogs that they did the study on that are living near the power plant, and then they compared, you know, them to animals living ten miles away. They are, they found all sorts of differences in their DNA, and while they can't completely, um, they can't completely prove this story that the radiation is what's doing it right but what else would it be uh do they have mutations that they have acquired that allow them to live uh and breed successfully in this uh region uh all these dogs are from the dogs that were left behind they're all descendants of the dogs that got left in 86 like brewski said the classrooms all look the same like people just bailed quickly yeah never went back yeah sure yeah never went back so they uh the they started this out on frogs from around the area this whole study and the frogs within chernobyl were black the same frog, the same breed, turned black, and that's how they started, you know, coming out as babies. Wow, nothing weird about that. Nothing weird about it at all. So this made the scientists ponder, could something similar be happening to Chernobyl's wild dogs? And, uh, yeah, they're starting to see these really distinct genetic differences uh, from dogs that are living there. So, yeah, they're opening this whole study up, and they think that uh, they're going to be able to figure out how we may be able to do different things in a positive manner with radiation. Say, are any of these with radiation positive, you know? Yeah, with radiation, dude. I mean, Peter Parker is, got bitten by a radioactive spider. He can climb walls now. So what's up with dogs? <laughs> See, we, are, we th- 
are we talking like an extra appendage, maybe a two heads? Right, the, thir- the three-eyed fish from the Simpsons radioactive fallouts, you know? But, yeah, no, the guy, the scientist, one of the scientists is speaking about this, uh, says he studies it can be really tricky business largely due to the fact that sussing out radiation-induced mutations from other effects like inbreeding because <laughs> all these dogs are from that area. Right. I'm surprised they haven't spread further into the country, but uh, that's interesting. They should do a controlled experiment where they, you know, let 100 dogs loose, drop them off with collars so they can track just those. Then they know they're not inbred. Don't give Putin any ideas. He's going to unleash these dogs into Ukraine or whatever. I mean, I'm waiting for a Sarah McLaughlin PSA to adopt these dogs. (laughs) Make us all feel terrible. (laughs) That's a terrible commercial, dude. You know, I need to know news. News you need to know. What's up, Risky? I think perhaps what Putin should do is go to just outside of Chernobyl and lay in the ground and put himself naked with a, a bunch of meat on him and just kind of lay there and, and see what happens. <laughs> okay. Is this related to be- the news story or just your personal wants and desires? No, no. Th- think about it, though. It's, it's, <laughs> we're now expanding the experiment. We're not just experimenting with dogs. We're expect- experimenting with humans. I so agree. I think why you not? try it, man. You can be Spider-Man or one of the X-Men. It'll be awesome. Uh-huh. Go for it, Putin. Go for it, please. Maybe he's Wait, already it? done it. He is a super villain now, right? More news you need to know. We've been talking about ways to lose weight. Uh, coffee has also come up on the show, as it has on many other occasions. Nick and I are big fans of the bean juice. Um, what are you drinking coffee-wise, Steve? Oh, I drink Phil's coffee, and if they'd like to endorse <laughs> the show, they should reach out to us soon. <laughs> It's good stuff. Uh, Some customers are complaining that the new olive oil-infused Starbucks drink is making them have to run to the bathroom a lot. You think, dude? Oil and coffee? Right? Now, I know coffee always makes you have to go poo, but uh, Starbucks is betting big on olive oil-infused coffee. First of all, Nick, have you heard of this? I'm not aware. No. Uh, they're hoping customers will be enticed by the anomaly and the health uh, health benefits of uh, extra virgin olive oil. Uh, okay. Uh, former CEO Howard Schultz added in an interview with Poppy Harlow, this is from CNN, uh, that, quote, it will transform the coffee industry and it is a, a very profitable new addition to the company because I'm sure Starbucks is hurting for profits, right? Yeah. Uh, but what the company may not have taken into account, some customers say it's making them have to run to the bathroom. <laughs> well, half the team tried it yesterday, and a few ended up needing to use the restroom, if you know what I mean, a barista said on a, a Starbucks uh, Reddit page. Gosh, dude. Uh, it might be the sheen from the oil, or it could be the aftertaste, <laughs> but social media was swift to condemn the drink. Uh, the uh, They call it the... Oliato, I guess. Olato. Uh, the Olato oh. drink from Starbucks is making my stomach speak, one person tweeted. Uh, IBD patient here. I wouldn't touch these drinks with a 10-foot pole. Here's my diaper daddy. Well, right. it's, you know what this reminds me of? Do you remember back probably in the late 90s when Lay's introduced those uh, wild potato chips with the Olean? Yes. And it made and, it go poop. Yep. Yeah, not just poop. Like, like this is like <laughs> like slip and slide so, sort of thing, you know? Yes. <laughs> what a terrible idea. What a terrible idea. I mean, so far, Starbucks has been able to change our world with, you know, making it normalizing us paying $10 for a cup of coffee, right? <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, but and it's just getting a little too, this is a little too crazy for me personally, but if you want to do it, go for it. Uh, drinking oil. I drink cod liver oil. Do you? 
No. What do you, you know, what, what's the health benefit of that? It's great, dude. Keeps you just in. to make you poo all the time or what? No, I don't poo on my cod liver oil. I'm telling <laughs> it you. Gives, it gives you iron or something yeah, like that. Just gives yeah. Me, yeah, yeah, it gives me everything I need, Steve. Uh, listen, you got, here's drinking olive oil is not. Pro- I know it's good fat, all that, but why are we putting it in coffee? Put it in a smoothie or something. And yeah, I mean, coffee is good. Why is Starbucks sitting around the lab tinkering with it? Let's let's try oil in it. Let's put some oil. What, what, what can we charge for that? What is that worth? But What's the new thing, dude? They got to keep up with the trends of things that are happening. <laughs> the latest way to poison their customers. That's great. Now, I was asking Nick earlier, who's on his diet. Nick is saying that black coffee has little calories or no calories it's the the stuff you add to coffee that makes it sugary or whatever right exactly so if you drink a coffee that makes you poop twice as much as usual does that offset if you put a little extra cream in there because you're just blowing it all out the other end i don't i do you you don't poop with cream but uh you poop you'll poop with this olive oil probably and olive oil is you're gonna taste it and it's high in calories dude Mm, interesting i don't think it works I'm just wondering if this is a new weight loss method as well. You can drink all the coffee you want because it's going to flush right on through you. Need to know news? News you need to know. Need to know news. News you need to know. Well, I have a bit of sad news I wanted to share with uh, with everybody. Oh, uh, no. Sure. Yes. It's feeling good. What do you got? Oh, well, we've, <laughs> we've all enjoyed Mad Magazine. Sure, yeah. not since middle school, but yeah, Mad, Mad okay, Magazine the, classic, yeah. And the Mad Fold in at the back of the magazine. Yeah, best or, part. Well, the create the creator of that, Mr. Al Jaffe, who was still working, has died today at the age of one hundred two years old. Really? Wow. Yes, That's impressive. Al Jaffe. He created the uh, the Mad Fold in, snappy answers to stupid questions, but he died today at one hundred and two. Al Jaffe changed uh, changed the course of this country. I mean, Mad Magazine was huge and got so many people that are involved uh, in the arts into the arts. They wanted to be able to see and do the same thing that Al Jaffe was doing in Mad Magazine. It used to be a little crazy, you know, Mad Magazine. I'm not saying this to be condescending or rude or anything else, but is it still a thing? Is Mad Magazine still cult. being published, actually? Uh, yes. Yeah, cult following, you know. Is it an actual magazine or is it online? I just say that because almost all magazines have sort of faded away. Uh, that's a good question. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I think they're still in print. Mm. I don't think they print them. They used to print them monthly, right? Yeah, and, and but so the, the, they do have quite a robust site where you get all the artwork and that sort of thing, but you can buy physical books. Mm. Yeah, that's you, and, well, and I hope that he did something to uh, pay homage to himself, you know, on the way out the door. Like, seriously. like, And if not, it, our, our artists better step in and create it for Mad, where we fold it together and see his his face, his headstone, whatever it is. Some sort 55 of, yes. years at Mad Magazine. 55 years. And all told, he was a cartoonist for 77 years. Years. Oh. oh, that's cool. I mean, yeah, uh, Matt is a uh, is a legacy for sure, and uh, the fold in. I mean, no one ever did anything like that in any sort of comic book or magazine or anything. So that's cool. And it was good every time. The artwork on the fold in was always good and made sense. It was good yeah. every time, dude. Every time. Need to know news. News you need to know. 
Former President Donald Trump on Monday morning wasn't just content to attack the man whom he appointed to be his attorney general. Uh, he also lashed out at prosecutors of all stripes for uh, purportedly leading political investigations into his con- uh, into his conduct. Wham. Uh, he made a post dude he wanted he really wanted people to see this post he wrote it in all caps all right what every sane person does yes exactly (laughs) the only reason i have these absolutely ridiculous investigations against me is because i broke the law (laughs) (laughs) because i did something a little iffy iffy Headed, uh, all right, uh, investigations against me headed up by racists, lunatics, and radical left maniacs is for purposes of election interference. It will be harder for the Democrats to cheat like they did in 2020. So they're going right to the old Soviet Union playbook and using the DOJ, FBI, and others in justice. In quotes. The amount of projecting going on in that little statement is hilarious. Election interference, oh, yeah. he's we, claiming we the left is doing. Meanwhile, this whole case is about him interfering with the election. Yes. Don't and, let him fool you. He's the magician that's moving the balls. Like, keep your eye on the ball here. So it went on to say, um, uh, interfere in our once sacred elections. We've got to we've got to swamp these cheaters, and we will win. If we're cheaters, why do what? We don't need rules. We don't need fake news stories to help us. If we've rigged an election, what do we care if there's a fake news story out there? We're rigging the election regardless, right? Yeah. If we've there's- rigged an election, why would we need to put more stuff on top of it? Obviously, we haven't rigged any elections, or there'd be no Republicans in any office anywhere. Dude, we've shown that we didn't rig an election over and over again. These people that you are on the constant for saying these are dumb, dumb liberals, blah, blah, blah. You think we pulled this off? You think we pulled this off? And you think we put Joe Biden in there to pull it off? (laughs) Like You don't think we would have put Barack back in there if we were really doing something here? Are you aware that he's not back in the courts until December for this particular case? Of course. Yeah, like December 4th, I believe. Yeah. Now, one theory I've heard that I, I hope comes true is that perhaps there's other indictments coming down, and that's why the DA in New York City doesn't care, because he wants to give it a little buffer well, to see what else is going to happen. Yes. Well, but, but, but then also, I, I'm not sure that the DA there can actually, Alvin Bragg, can actually control the, um, the scheduling of the docketing. They cannot, but they have the right to protest to say, like, hold on, Your Honor, it's April. You're saying it's eight more months. That is not a fair, speedy trial that we're supposed no. to be doing. Like, they can file. They can they can push back against that and ask for a sooner court date. So everyone's wondering why he didn't do that. So that leads to the theory that I just mentioned. Well, yeah, because we'll there's the, the whole thing with Fonnie Willis and then also with uh, Jack Smith. And Jack is... Uh... They Donnie's here in the footsteps from Jack Smith. No, I think there are more indictments coming down. And by the way, Trump, if you're an innocent man and someone says we're going to bring you back in court eight months, you would say, no, Your Honor, I deserve a right to a speedy trial. I want to defend myself sooner than later. Do not make me wait until the end of the year. But of course, Trump said nothing like that because he's not innocent. And the longer this takes, the better it is for him. Well, he's always delaying anyway. Yeah. No, Trump is the uh, the king of uh, legal delay tactics for sure. But delay. this week has been delayed plenty. So, you know, I'm willing to let the process unfold, obviously. But, um, you know. It's not going to happen quickly. So everyone, I love you, Jack. You do. 
I love Jack, especially if he. I love you, Jack. Okay, dude. If he gets a conviction against Trump, I love him even more. <laughs> oh, dude, we'll see what happens. I don't have any faith. I don't have any faith in this legal system that anything well, great's going to happen, dude. Well, you did, and also today they did say that um, the jurors in the trial, the Eugene Carroll trial. They're actually keeping the identities of the jurors completely secret mm. to both sides. I mean, you don't want to get whacked. We have heard from a lot of people that were working at uh, polling sites in Georgia, for example, that their names were thrown out there as part of this conspiracy, and it's ruined their lives. You know, right-wing nuts stalking them, harassing them, death threats, showing up at work, social media. Like, it's ruined people's lives who were simply volunteering to help with our fair and open election process. So I can understand why jurors would be kept secret for sure. And I don't understand why this judge hasn't completely slapped a gag order on Trump that you're ah. ruining the jury pool out there with all of these conspiracy theories and lashing out at the judge, the DA, Trump Jr. posting a picture of the judge's daughter on Trump social. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, the, the other thing, too, is, is I've heard that <clears throat> that Trump wanted the gag order to be slapped on him because that would allow him to fundraise more and say that they're infringing upon my free speech rights and further making himself into a, a victim. Yeah, yeah. So the billionaire, the, they need your money. I, you're such a moron if your first reaction to this is to send Trump money. And he's raised, you know, north of seven million since this all happened. So, which is absolutely though. ridiculous. There is a, uh, they, I was watching, I think it was on the Daily Show or something, but they were showing a clip of Trump. And it was when he first started the debates before he became president. Uh, he, he was saying, like, I don't need anyone's money. Like, I use all my own money. I am rich. (laughs) I don't need anyone's money. And now it's all he does. Yeah, that used to be one of the things he touted. I'm self-funded. Back when he also said he would divest from his business if he were ever to become president. Yeah. I don't understand the Trump support as far as, let's just even forget about all these criminal things. He was a one-term wonder. Whenever you cannot win re-election, like, that's game over. Why do you think you can put the spoiled milk away and bring it back out four years later and now it's going to taste better? It's absurd. Twice impeached, one-term wonder. Forget about everything else. He's a freaking loser, and the Republicans just simply need to move on. I like people who win. (laughs) Right. I like people who win. He won't even vote for himself. Looking at his uh, table when he was in court and to see all those lawyers wrapped around him, I mean, he looked like he had the uh, firepower of an O.J. Simpson trial, dude. I mean, it doesn't bode well to see all those crazy people sitting at that table with him. Yeah, and he looked like a 10-year-old kid that just pooped his pants, just all (laughs) defeated and stinky-faced, like, just couldn't wait to get out of there, and uh, it's it's hilarious. Am I wrong, dude, that we've talked about on this program how he poops his pants on the regular didn't we well, just Bruce brought that this? up i don't know that it's ever been confirmed per, per se but well he he and melania don't sleep in the same bed right um God, i don't think they sleep that. in the same state nowadays but yeah. uh what are you guys probably going to be doing tonight now what are the two of you going to be doing tonight you know there's a lot going on probably making love to other wow. people listen this article popped up just like a week ago and i didn't bring it on the show because well I'll just recite it from memory on this episode of Nick's Better Than You. Uh, I have uh, maybe seven or eight people from The Apprentice that worked on The Apprentice that were on a Zoom, and you can find it on YouTube, but they do an hour 
on how often Trump used to crap his pants and how they would break for it in the show and who, who oh. would clean him up and stuff like that. Like, he apparently poops his pants all the time. Wow. And it's from all the, they said on this anyway, it's from all the cocaine he used to do. Oh, yeah. And used it's to? from all, well, yeah, from all the cocaine and the McDonald's. I mean, that that's all he eats. And the new Starbucks. I mean, you look at a lot of those pictures. It does look like he's wearing a diaper when he's out playing tennis or golf or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. You know, people are saying, a lot of people are saying he poops his pants. So uh, I'm just going to go with that. People are saying. <laughs> I, I, I want to. Need to know news. News you need to know. I, I will say one last thing real quick about that. Recently, they asked Melania about her being a gold digger. Like, what do you say to the people who say that you're a gold digger? And she said, well, do you think Donald would be with me if I weren't beautiful? Yeah, that's fair yeah. and completely correct, by the yeah. way. So, yeah, she's and, a trophy know, wife and she's aware of it. So they're both getting something out of it. Is that her point? Yeah, exactly. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. That's fair. All right, guys, we're uh, we're over. So if we have one more news story, then let's uh, let's kick it out. No, let's drop the ball, dude. It's time to go home. Okay. I'm hungry. Okay. I'm sure I'm you hungry. are hungry. Are you Mickey needs there, to eat. getting irritated? No, I'm fine, dude. I'm okay. fine. Mind over matter. That's need to know news for this round, everyone. The vocal minority <laughs> with That's Nick us. and Steve Olabrisky. <laughs> That's us. See our webpage, communicate at thevocalminority.net, and see our socials. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness. And cousin Brewski, the vocal minority with Nick and Steve.